everybody. Welcome back to Simply Soccer. I am your host, Michelle Hutink, and my co-host, Christian Conway. Happy holidays to you all. I hope the eggnog is spiked and chilled. <laughs> yeah, that sounds really good. And you'll need it. And uh, we're glad that uh, you're choosing to listen to us uh, as you as you sit in lockdown. It's, and, better, uh, it's better than listening to your in-laws on Zoom. <laughs> which still might be happening for some people. So cheers. Um, and... The postmortem continues. We have now the LA Galaxy attack strikers forwards. What what shall we ever say? As this season, the Galaxy only scored twenty seven goals. Um, of course, they had the unbelievable task of replacing Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who scored twice as many goals just on his own. Um, when you look at the roster, it looks like the Galaxy played with only three forwards um, and a single striker at the top. Um, you know, we are waiting in the shallow end of the pool here. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a feast or famine year for the Galaxy forwards, and it definitely bordered on uh, on on famine more than feast. Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting year. I mean, also keep in mind, you know, the the Galaxy attack, you know, had part of it taken out by you know, by the actions of one member of this of the squad in terms of Alexander Katai. Um, and I think we, you know, the less said about him, the better considering. Yeah, um, that's what he, I was thinking. He had no goals and assists anyway. So that's yeah. him covered next. Yeah, uh, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, it was it was definitely a difficult year for the forward line. It was definitely a year of frustration, of incohesion, of <laughs> pretty much well, every when, negative adjective you can find in the book. <laughs> yeah. And, and when... Zlatan Ibrahimovic leaves your team. I mean, those, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, it's not like, uh, I don't think we had like even high expectations. I, I think, I mean, look, I, you're talking to two U.S. men's national team fans. So, you know, we can, we can shit on Chicharito all day, but, but when he did join, I was willing to give him a chance, you know? Well, and the thing about, Zlatan Ibrahimovic leaving us. We, we we can talk about the numbers and I mean you know the, the twenty five goal season averages and just you know the, the 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 goals and critical moments and 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 all that. But there's also an air of the vacuum of space that Ibrahimovic left. Right, that like Ibrahimovic, this larger than life personality that he you know he very much and leadership. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean it, it, there was definitely. You know, obviously there was there was fracturing in the locker room between him and the rest of the team. You know, he felt the team didn't win a win, want to win as much as he wanted to win. Um, you know, I, I definitely could understand that from his perspective. And then you go and that's almost the problem with replacing Zlatan Ibrahimovic is it's that gravity. You know that 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 kind of star is so big. How do you replace that effectively? And I understand bringing in Chicharito. I, I think you know it's it's a it's a move that. You know, if it's given to you, you kind of have to make it if you're MLS. Just any MLS team would make that move nine times out of ten simply because of, you know, what he represents to Mexican national team fans, what he represents to CONCACAF in general. But they had to be very aware of the fact that they were replacing someone so larger than life. And I don't think they did necessarily enough to do so in terms of ensuring success at the forward level. Right. And we're not going to sit here and compare anybody to Zlatan like that's just not fair um you know the the galaxy have a history of booking big names and spending a lot of money so you know for for the galaxy to quote unquote find a regular forward here that that wasn't so much the issue it's just once again you have 
one person trying to carry the team, whether they expected that to be Chicharito, whether that was Christian Pavon. Um, I, I feel like there's, again, not just the lack of, because it does, the the, the defense and the mid definitely affect the forwards, um, especially the mid, obviously, for, for the for the forwards to be able to to score, right? For that for uh, those strategies to be in place, so it's not so much, you know, about the money or that Chicharito has a DP position or that we're comparing anybody to anybody. It's it's just what were the Galaxy trying to build when you have guys like Christian Pavon and Yoni Gonzalez? You know, Yoni was signed, you know. Later, he was on loan. Um, you know, he had a little bit of injury. He had to play out of position. Um, you know, there were delays in his visa. Uh, and and not just that, but, I mean, all season, they only played 22 games. Um, you know, with, with, this, with these kind of factors, it's not to make any excuses. It's just to say, you know, Yoni and, and Pavon are guys that they kind of play a similar position. So when you, you have these pieces on your chessboard, there's only so many ways you can play them. Well, and also, I think Yoni Gonzalez is kind of a weird player to break down simply just because of, as you said, the, the, the visa issues and the whole entire fact that he's coming from Portugal in the middle of a pandemic. Like, that's that's weird um, and, and, and difficult. And, I, you know, I, I understand the Galaxy. I, I mean, we talked about it with, with Josh Gessman either on the Megapod or before uh, in kind of in the, in the pre-call where Gessman said, you know, like, look, they, they had a lot of targets that had things gone normal. We're talking about, you know, a different summer window, but, you know, obviously the, the global situation of where we are did not allow for that. And that's completely understandable. Um, you know, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I think Tony Gonzalez and, and Christian Pavone operated the same kind of in the same kind of way. Um, I think Christian Pavone's a little bit more creatively oriented than um than Yoni Gonzalez was. I think Yoni Gonzalez is a little bit more of a straight line speedster than, than necessarily Pavone, who's a little bit more of a 10 off the wing. Um, but, you know, that, that that's kind of semantic. Um, let, let, let us, let, let's focus on the one positive thing, I think, in the forward line, which was Christian Pavone. I mean, 10 goals, 7 assists in a 22-game season. That puts him on the, on, on the same page as, as, as Jordan Morris and, and Chris Mueller and, 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 and almost into Raul Rodriguez's company. Um, and, and those are names that you like your you know, star players to be around, right? Um, yeah, definitely so, Pavone, you know, Yeah, like, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, yeah, he, you oh, know, he yeah. played all matches and minutes. And while predictable at times, he was the most threatening player we had. And, and, and even in his slump, quote unquote, um, you know, he was still some, a, a, a teammate you could rely on, uh, uh, and as a fan, the one that you're you're on fire to watch, you know, he'll wake you up during the match. Yeah, and I mean, he's we know what he. I mean, we know what he is. We've seen it for two years, and 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 you know, I I hope, you know, I, I I'm hoping that no news is is good news when it comes to him not being us not really having a clear idea of if a deal is going to get done or not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, his know, status is unclear as of this recording right now. Yeah. Um, and of course, probably knowing our luck, we'll log off and we'll the galaxy will announce a new manager and say they signed Pavon or something like that because because that's just that kind of year. We can um, only hope. <laughs> but like, I mean, you know, yes, I, I mean, I don't think we've gotten the level of consistency out of a player quite like we got out of Pavon. I mean, playing every minute, looking pretty decent every minute of that season. Um, you know, it, he's he's critical to what the galaxy wants to do, which is that you know the galaxy's plan at this point under Shaloto and, and, you know, that's definitely going to change knowing kind of looking at the possibilities of manager that this galaxy team is going to be a very different team 
in the attack come next season. Um, you know, but 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 the plan was always just to get the ball to Pavon, have him win one on one battles, and then spring into space. And he's really good at doing that. If you look at you know the goal that really sticks out to me is the goal he scores against our uh, RSL kind of later in the season, where he takes a ball and then just out muscles four defenders for RSL and just basically you know, and then you know goes top shelf and it's like you know that's that's the one actually one of the things that I think is very underrated about Christian Pavon's game is is how physically strong he is. He doesn't get bullied off the ball easily, and I mean. He did that against um, against Houston as well, and in, in, in that in that first game of the season, um, you know, all those years ago. <laughs> but yeah, statistically, you know, I mean, that's why Pavon is is Player of the Year. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who else was it going to be, right? Um, you know, he's oh, fair, fair. You know, I, <laughs> They're giving credit when it's where it's due. I mean, his his goals for ninety is 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 point four five, which isn't necessarily what I would consider to be fantastic. But it's the it's the it's not the ten that you know the ten goals that I'm I'm looking at here. It's the seven assists. Like, you know, it, it, the one thing I would always say when Alessio Drini was on the team was like finding a guy that's a ten ten guy in MLS is is is, is you need that. You know you. You know, MLS, you know, we always talk about, like, the the, the great center forwards of the league, and, and we will come on to our attempt at that. You know, but, like, Rui Diaz and Jossi Zardes and, and um, you know, those guys, like, they they bang in goals for fun, you know, but their assist <laughs> numbers are in, like, the 3-4 the range. Like, you need a guy that can put in, you know, 10 goals, but also put in 10 assists. You know, like, you just need that to be successful in this league. And, and that's Christian Pavon to a T. Um I really wish. I really wish there would have been. A, a, we would have gotten more time seeing Austin Journey and Pavon work together. I think they would have been a fantastic. Uh, I. I mean, parent. dare I say, would you bring Alessandrini back? Like real talk. Well, <laughs> that's a good. I mean, that's that is a very good question. Um, you know. I mean, I say hurt. yes, but well, he, I. I also know we're not trying to go backwards in our galaxy. Would it really be going backwards? Here? Well, I was. Is it? Would it really be going backwards considering what Alessandrini achieved in the Galaxy jersey when he was healthy? Like, um, no. He, I mean, he's been I, killing... I didn't want him to leave to begin with, but anyway, yeah, we digress. He's been doing well in China. It, it, it would make. I would understand it if they if they tried to run it back again. Um, but yeah, no. I, I think the, the the two critical things of this offseason are getting the head coaching hire right, which is a conversation we'll have later. Um, but also getting Pavone back because Pavone is so critical to this galaxy attack in terms of what he can achieve offer. And, and I feel like if the games were, you know, last season, not so much this season, considering he played every game and played every minute of the, of the games, but the games last year where the galaxy looked at, at its flattest were when Pavone wasn't on the field because he didn't add that dimension of, of, of the attack. And I think he just offers so many different looks that it, it really unsettles defenses. And, you know, if, if you, if you can get, you know, the rest of that forward line going or, you know, bring in a couple guys that, you know, can feed off that energy, then Pavon's going to, you know, be a legitimate MVP candidate in this league if we can bring him back. Yeah, and this is what I mean when I say, like, I want these guys to be um, selfish in taking their shots. Because when Pavon has a run on his own and he takes those shots, I mean, I don't care if they're just wide or the keeper blocks it. it these are the reasons that you have him, someone like him. Um, and and just, just what a fireball you know, um, I, I really hope that the Galaxy sign him again because as of right now, we still uh, have Chicharito on contract. So, you know, who you build a team around this guy, right? I think Chicharito and uh, Pavone could could figure something out as we did see um, in that Seattle match. And somehow Kinnear got Chicharito to score. So, I don't know. I mean, it, it can go hand in hand. It can be like this was 
the little pick-me-up that like Chicharito needed when he's going through some personal issues and coming back from injury and all the criticism that he's going through and whatnot. Um, you know, is that credit to the coach? I mean, that's that's hard to say, you know, but but I like to think that this kind of potential is is what the Galaxy saw when they signed him. Because, again, we're stuck with him for three years. Yeah, and and, and I guess I guess we'll now we'll, we'll now come on to the, the 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 big disappointment of this season, which is Chicharito and his involvement, and you know I, I think or lack like, thereof. Yeah, and, it was, and, I mean it was like it was like we lost a man on the field every time he was on there. Yeah, and and, and one thing I was I was thinking about before we we started this is again, you know I I've, I've said this multiple times. It's you know it's clear Chicharito wants this to work, right? Like it, it's clear. Mm-hmm. That he came to LA not because you know he felt like he was collecting a paycheck and that was that he you know it, everything he said and he said all the right things coming into this and maybe you know what he's saying to the media is not necessarily what he believes personally but he did say you know I I truly believe I still have something to give I truly want to show that I still have relevance to the Mexican national team I truly want to show that I like I, I'm still the player that I thought I am mm-hmm. oh boy oh boy this season um you know he's. First off, let, let's let's get this out of the way. Betting in betting into MLS is difficult. This is a weird season. I think we we have that cannot be held against him. Yeah, I, I don't think that can be understated. How just absolutely unsettling this season had to have been for any player involved. But you know, when you talk about you know the the, the, the I mean the fanfare of his arrival in LA, you know the, the 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 airport getting overwhelmed, you know with with fans trying to trying to see him, and you know I, I that must have put a little bit of a Oh, this is the big leagues now, you know, in terms of like, for sure. I have, I am the guy in the room. Um, I mean, th- that tournament, which was so disappointing. And then, you know, he gets injured and then, you know, he comes back from the injury and it's all kind of, uh, you know, um, it, yeah. it, the two goals over 758 minutes, which is, and he know, was on the bench too. I mean, yeah. look, I always thought of him as a spark off the bench because that's how he is for his Mexican national team. But here you just kind of dreaded him coming off the bench. Well, he was also like, that's the thing about uh, about Chicharito is that throughout his career, he's never really been the guy that starts every game, right? Like for he's sure. always been a guy that you know, like very, very good. T- he, he's always, for example, like I mean, you know, Real Madrid, you know, Kareem Benzema plays seventy five, and then he comes in. You know, like Manchester United, he was definitely not starting for them. Like, and that was know. so long ago. I will add. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, Chicharito is you know so a player that has to be fed the ball, and to be fair, that is the way that the Galaxy had been playing. But for for better or worse, whether you agree with that way of play or not, it's just the way it was. Um, you know, obviously, we know moving forward there has to be changes. Um, and I mean, and, this team is this yeah. team is going to look so stylistically different come you know the first game of next year. At least yeah. that's what we expect. So, like, let's. I yeah. mean, we we do have to keep that somewhat relatively in mind. Yeah, my my critique of players, let's say like Yoni Gonzalez or even Katai in in preseason. Um, when you see them play two games, you kind of hope, look, everybody has to find their rhythm and they have to find their chemistry and whatnot. But to me, it's a little bit worrisome and troublesome when even they only play two games and you're just like, why, why, why isn't this clicking? Why isn't this working? And then you start to get worried, um, about how this is going to be able to go. And I, I'm not. I'm not really sure what, you know, am I being too critical or do we have to be this hard on our players because, you know, of the the way of the LA Galaxy world right now, too? Well, I think also 
we, we have to keep in mind Chicharito's contract, right? We have to keep in mind what absolutely financially he he represents as an investment to the galaxy. I think you know if, if this is a different story if we're bringing in a, a journeyman from like I don't know like the 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 Qatari league that like you know has played for seventeen clubs and you know no one's really heard of him and he and he goes out and and basically someone takes a flyer on him and he goes out and does this. That's like that's it. That that's. I mean, that's, for example, Christian Wilhelmsen, who would remember in 2014, who couldn't hit the broadside of a, of a barn. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of Galaxy fans were highly critical of him in the way that we are about Chicharito, because Wilhelmsen wasn't getting paid the numbers that Chicharito is making. Like, Chicharito is one of the highest paid players in this league, if not the high, highest paid player in this league. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's, the, the standards of, of focus are, and, 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 you know, maybe in 2000 nine if Chicharito comes in and has this kind of season we're a little bit more forgiving because like oh my god he came to MLS like how amazing is this mm-hmm. but then you look at you know I know in now, 2009 was such a different time too but yeah, go ahead it's pre-Beckham <laughs> yeah, well exactly that's the, the point we're kind of trying to make it is like in 2020 the scrutiny around players is significantly elevated and, and, mm-hmm. and you know I don't think I mean, we, in I a good way right like we want to develop MLS oh yeah but I don't think we're being too harsh on Chicharito I think you know he he himself said you know he expects you know, excellence. He did not provide it in any way. What was so kind of disheartening about Chicharito is that mm. it wasn't just the fact that he, like, I mean, he was obviously running, clearly was, you know, wanted to be there. But I mean, just the runs he would make in terms of just like, as a forward, were just not smart, <laughs> like very easily defendable stuff. And it's like, you know, I understand Chicharito probably needed someone to play off of. I think that's why they brought in Yoni Gonzalez, because Yoni Gonzalez kind of could sink in a little bit more to the middle and, and be that presence for him. Um, but they mm-hmm. did. It was clear Chicharito just either didn't get the pace of MLS, didn't understand how to, you know, beat defenders in this league, and 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 you know you hope that he watches a lot of footage in this offseason. The thing is, this is the problem sometimes with the Galaxy when it comes to attaching themselves to stars, right? Is that we're tied to this for the next three years, as you said. Like, yeah, this has to work out at some point, and and that's why again, you know, I know. I don't know necessarily if we wanted to get in that conversation today, but that's why they have to get this Galaxy head coaching hire right. Is they've got to find a guy that can you know, get a tune out of him. And that's, that's maybe not a guarantee. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's, it, mm-hmm. everything we saw from Chicharito this season. And I understand again, this is a weird season was just downright. You, you don't expect a caliber a, a player of uh, Chicharito's caliber to just be that, you know, you in a, in a, in a defensively poor league, you know, a, a guy like Chicharito should manage 10 goals, you know, easy. And, and what I was thinking too, Chicharito's credit, he did own the fact that, like, he, like we were talking about accountability. He did own it. He was like, "Look, there's some things in my personal life that, you know, this is not a direct quote, by the way, but it, but he did say that there were things that affected in his play, and he and he was totally aware of it, and that he was gonna come back and try harder. And that's all. That's all he can really say right now. You know, obviously, you got to put your money where your mouth is, and and uh, you know, we want to we want to see his his action on the field improve that that's it that's that's the only way you know he's going to win anybody over um who's not about him or uh, or who's even on the fence about him but um but i mean again yeah this is this is who we have to work with and i'm willing to work with him well for what it, it's worth as a fan of the team not of the club not and it, I, I, think you, I think you make a fair point about um about him in terms of the way he's handled this, right. Where he's actually been very accountable. Like I, there have been superstars in this league that have come to the league, been absolute disappointments and basically kind of said, meh, you know, like whatever. And she just has said, 
you know, through, you know, Instagram or whatever, you know, social media he uses mm-hmm. most actively that like, look, you know, I, I, I'm aware of, of this and I'm aware that I need to work harder. And I'm, and, you know, I'm aware that it didn't come off for me, but you know, I, I'm, I want this to be successful and I, I want to prove to the galaxy table that I actually have something to give. I think that's a very important thing that, and I think that's why I personally, I, I've come down very hard on Chicharito, but I personally want it to work for him, you know, cause like mm-hmm. he's, he's making it really hard for me to root against him. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. I posted about like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm you know, like, we're going to make this work. And like, I believe in it. And like, I screwed this up and like, I'm going to make it better. Like, I, I'm like, yeah, like that's awesome. Like, cool. You're taking accountability. That's great. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> like, I really want it to work. Um, but I mean, it, we do have to start asking questions, like, especially next year, if it doesn't work of how long can the galaxy can afford to, to put up with this. And like, you know, if, if, if we get into the summer of next year and it's, you know, like maybe two goals, do we start discussing, you know, the Giovanni DeSantis exit route of releasing the contract? Like that's going to be, that's, 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 uh, that has to be kind of the fear here. Yeah. And and again, for someone to fight for their, for their job, um, because, if the galaxy had better depth, Chicharito being benched would would be worrisome for him in in terms of fighting for his spot. Um, that said, our depth really, like I said, we're waiting in the shallow end of the pool. Um, before we get to the obvious uh, Chicharito sub, um, I just want to briefly touch on on Gordon Wild because he was promising and then disappeared. Um, and then Cameron Dunbar just needs more play you know if we're gonna help him develop and he's young and full of potential how how else are you going to build depth if you're not going to give these guys minutes yeah i was gonna say and and i guess we can throw cameron dunbar uh, cameron dunbar into that conversation as well um the way that the galaxy utilized young players this year was kind of really weird um but i agree with you there was just also like no explanation as to why dunbar didn't get more minutes like and, it's not like the, the Galaxy were like, oh, going to lose the playoffs if you potentially sub somebody that you didn't necessarily have strong confidence in. Well, the other thing is, too, like, I mean, keep in mind, Cam- so Cameron Dunbar plays against Portland in the MLS's back tournament. He's probably the best player on the field. And then mm-hmm. he, he barely, and his reward for that is barely any playing time. I mean, like, that's confusing to me. Like, usually, like, what, what language and does again, that... And again, is that a GBS decision? Like, we don't really, we have no idea. Yeah, like, I mean what but also like what kind of language does that send to young players right that he goes out in his professional debut and granted orlando the tournament you know i i do think there was some teams that went I, I, i'm not gonna say it but i'm gonna say it i do think there were some teams that went to orlando not to win but to learn some things about where they were as an organization mm, interesting i think the galaxy might have been one of those teams um but like I mean, what 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 like what message does your organization the organization send to a young player like Cameron Denbar where he makes his professional de- debut against Portland dominates the field and then doesn't really see the field for the rest of the season like that's, yeah, a, that's demoralizing too it's not just demoralizing it's angering like i mean mm-hmm. if i'm you know like if i've proven that i can keep up with with, with the adults like i want to i'm not going to be at the kids table anymore on thanksgiving so to speak you know like i i'm mm-hmm. i want you know my seat at the table and he deserved it. I mean, he he worked hard. He showed his ability. He's talented. Um, you know, I think there were some parts of his game that I think need a little bit more polishing. But again, he's eighteen. But again, like he's young. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you know, only eighty-two minutes over the season. You're like, you, you got to give the kid a shot. I, you know, Gordon Wild was was an interesting pick. 
I don't. Th- I a lot of people are a lot higher on him than I was. I, I think he's good. I don't think he was necessarily groundbreaking. But again, right, to- he looked groundbreaking when we look at what we had to work with. Like. <laughs> That is a fair point. Um, but, you know, again, again, to your point about, you know, like, this is how you develop depth, which is that you take chances on these players and hope it works out. And, and, and it didn't feel like the Galaxy ever really gave themselves a chance at depth because they just didn't give the opportunities out. And, and, and again, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You know, you, like, like you said, you know, was it a GBS decision? You know, we don't really know because we're not in, in the room when those conversations happen. Um, you know, there could have been questions about Dunbar's ethics and training, you know, maybe he just didn't, you know, dogged it in training and, and, you know, he was punished for that or something like that. We, we just don't know. Um, but you know, it, it is, it, it, it was concerning and confusing to see the way that the galaxy managed their young players. And, and, and this is like, this is a common thread that we, we've, we've talked about in, in these, th- in these, in these past three episodes about, you know, like Didi Traore and, you know, Kai Karenyuk. like, you know, they didn't, you're, you're, in MLS, your 12 through 23 doesn't have to be, you know, like, world beaters. They just got to be solid. And Cameron Dunbar and Gordon Wild, you know, Cameron Dunbar has a really exciting upside, but, you know, he was he was solid. I mean, Gordon Wild wasn't, you know, necessarily a world beater, but he was solid. Like, I mean, you know, it was just, it was weird to see the way that they treated those players. Mm-hmm. Dare we. Ethan Zubak. Um, he was the backup for Chicharito when he was injured. He had the most starts. Uh, he is to a rookie coming up from G2. Um, and he had major struggles, not only to finish, but just in, again, what we would call basic soccer tactics and skill. Um, you know, but may- maybe I'm being too harsh of a critic. I don't think you're being too harsh of a critic. Okay. <laughs> um, look, I mean... <laughs> Gotta he, play devil's advocate. <laughs> you, no. You know, he, he, he's floated around the, the youth setups for the U.S. men's national team. He's, you know, he, he was fantastic at Los Dos in 2018. I mean, he's you know, 31 games, 24 goals. Or sorry, uh, 30, 31 games, 11 goals and two assists in, in the Los Dos uh, year in 2018. You know, if... I understand that youth development's tricky, right? Like, and, and I was talking to a friend about this where, you know, we're talking about all these young U.S. players going over to Europe, right? But you do remember, like, the Josh Gats and, like, those kind of, or the, the Nick Taitagways and all the rest of them, the Haji Wrights, where, like, you know, every club in Europe was kind of swinging and missing on U.S. Ta- on youth talent. Like, mm-hmm. it does feel like the, the Galaxy kind of swung and miss in term, missed in terms of their assessment of where Zubak was as a player at 22 years old. They I'm, kept I'm, playing him. I mean, like, I'm looking at, I get it. But again, when you have someone like Cameron Dunbar, like, really, Zubak, really? After after mistake after mistake that cost goals? I mean... Well, I do think they operate in different places on the field. And I do think they operate in very different ways. Um, so I don't think necessarily Zubak and Dunbar are, like, for, like, comparisons outside of, you know, who no, deserves minutes and right, who didn't. Right, I don't think um, that really, but... And, and again, with Zubak, I mean, he was kind of thrown. He was he was kind of thrown into the fire, right? Like Chicharito mm-hmm. goes down injured. Who else really plays that position? You know, like, which is why I was like, mm, am I being too critical? Because yeah, I mean, how would how would you know any of these guys fare getting thrown in like but, that? But again, if you're thrown into that position and you have designs of being a first team player in MLS, you've got to take advantage of that opportunity. And true, they they did have a tough run of games, and 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 true that. You know, the Galaxy, when he was playing, weren't necessarily interested in being an attacking force on the field. They were much more reactive than proactive, which is hard for a center striker to deal with. Still, I mean, there was chances that, you know, man, I, you could put my deceased grandmother in front of net. They probably would have finished it. Um, 
Oh, wow. I I was thinking more like I have PTSD where you just replay him missing it like for no reason while you're on the freeway and traffic. But I mean, there's just just if you if if he 22, I think, is 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 an age where I think we can finally start to you you finally start to show who you're going to be at the full professional level. And I mean, right, which is what I was about to say was like, did I mean, was Zubek should have just stayed in G2? Yeah, probably. And I mean, you know, I get it if he's if we're talking about an 18 year old kid here, right? Like, I, I get it. Like, or you know, even a 17 year old kid, the conversation's a little bit different. You know, we're like, okay, you know, if it's seven, you know, right. 787 minutes when you're 13 or 13, 787 minutes when you're 18 versus when you're 22 are two very different levels for professional players. Like, I mean, there was Gal, or you know, there was other teams in MLS that had 22 year olds that were having more minutes than that, being more successful. Like, it. <sighs> If it was going to work, you'd figure you'd start to see it working, and it just didn't look like it was ever going to work for Ethan Zubak this season. And, uh, you know, the Galaxy, as an organization, there was generally a malaise around the organization. I think we can both agree on that. Maybe mm-hmm. that's just, that just got to him. But, I mean, woof. Between him and Chicharito, it was real rough at the center forward position this year. Yeah, I mean, definitely the goals weren't, weren't going to be coming from the front. We knew that. Um looking at this, I mean, other than from the obvious, like, Provon. Um, I mean, yeah, so Zubek's, Zubek's gotta go. <laughs> he's he's done. I'm done with him. They're, they're going to need, you know, I, I, I know we were talking about, you know, in terms of out of the three lines, you know, what, where's going to be the, the, the place where the most reinforcement is needed, and, you know, obviously the defense is probably the obvious answer there, but, man, they're going to have to, they're going to have to really retool this front, this forward line, especially if they can't get Pavon uh, back in next season, they're going to really have to do a ton of work to get that forward line to look, you know, like anything cohesive and anything good. And, you know, you hope, you know, obviously you hope that they'll have a full preseason, that they'll be able, you know, they'll have a head coach that has a clear vision. It, they've got to, they, there's going to have to be some just renovation. I mean, there's going to be some serious stucco work done on the, on this forward line, let's just put it that way. No, it's it's true. I mean, you know, for, for everything, we we kind of get flack from everybody else in MLS because we had it, it was almost unfair that we had a Zlatan Ibrahimovic right um, you you know you don't want any single player to be the one that you rely on for this team but definitely your forward is got to be somebody that you know is going to score is going to be threatening because when you're playing rivals or just any opponent really but you know what I mean like when they're not even they're like it's almost like you know, <laughs> dare I say, in baseball, when you would come up to bat and then and then and then everybody moves in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you just kind of feel that when you're watching the soccer. You're like nobody's afraid of any of our forwards or that we're gonna score. You know what well, I mean? And the other thing too is is when you don't have a forward line that's threatening, teams really switch off on you and then become a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more willing to to, to commit into the attack, and it makes it really hard for the rest of your team to keep up. Like you have to keep that defensive line honest. And it did just feel like watching some games where the, the galaxy were playing defensive lines that didn't respect them, that knew that, mm-hmm. you know, okay, all we have to do is really mark Pavone out of the game and the galaxy really aren't going to offer us much going forward. Like, and, yeah, and, and that's how the galaxy gets scored on six, yeah, you know, is that, it's, it's, is that they have to play defense for 90 minutes instead of, you know, relieving pressure and allowing the defense to reset and, and providing moments where, you know, a team has to be a little bit more spread out because they have to be aware of, of what the galaxy can do offensively. It, it, it did, that. Yeah, how are they supposed to move it forward? How are they supposed to? Yeah, how are they supposed to get anywhere near? It's you know, the, you, know you, you you get pinned into your own half with that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I do think you know they're, they're going to have to 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 really do some work. But I think you know the thing is, 
they've got Chicharito who's, who wants to put in the work. And that's, you know, it's, it's different than having maybe like an indifferent Giovanni Dos Santos or something like that, where, you know, you're not really sure about his mentality. For sure. You know, at, least at the very have, least. At least Chicharito's pulling in the direction. And then you've got, you know, Cameron Dunbar, who looks to be, looks to be a star coming up in, in, in the near future if, if his, if his uh, development continues mm-hmm. uh, the way that it seems to be continuing this season. You know, it, there are kind of one or two points here. And, and, and again, this is what I'm about to say. I know it has an asterisk around it, but, I mean, Pavon, you, that's something you, you can rely on. And, you know, if you can you know, get Chicharito the, the help he needs and if you can, you know, improve Cameron Dunbar, bring in a couple of wingers, bring in a backup striker, you know, mm-hmm. the, the conversation changes pretty quickly. And they're, they're going to have to do that. And, and I hope that, you know, and, and I've said this before, but, you know, it's going to be a weird transfer market. Like, teams are not going to be as willing to take risks as they would have been in, you know, the boom years, like, we're not going to be talking about $100 million transfers in, in Europe anymore. Like, that's just not going to happen for at least another two years. Um, so operating the transfer market is going to be difficult for any club, which makes the whole entire project of whoever steps into this head coaching role even worse. Um, well, which is know, why I, I will... Sounds doom and gloom. I get it. No, but, but that's Galaxy, why I, I am... Having an international cachet to get this done. Mm-hmm. And that's why I am saying, too, like, for the record, like, I don't think it... I mean, it matters who's who's coach, but what I'm saying is it's going to be a two to three year rebuild regardless. You just hope that you have a good coach and a solid roster to rebuild on. I mean, it's like it is like a Lego house, you know, <laughs> like, how are you going to start? <laughs> right. And, and 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 there are I mean, there's they, they can do this, um, but it's going to take. It's going to take a lot of a lot of work. And, and again, it's going to take a head coach that. And and this is why it kind of when I'm asked either Herrera or or Vanny, I always say Vanny because Vanny knows this league like the back of his hand. He, you know, made manipulated the league to create Toronto into, you know, an absolute powerhouse. And 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 you know, I almost feel like that's what the Galaxy need right now. You know, it's just a guy that gets MLS a little bit better than everyone else does. And you know, sure, it's not the sexy pick. And I understand that the Galaxy need to have you know an international reputa- reputation and Galaxy fans and like I don't know. Germany are going to be like, who the hell is this guy? But, you know, um, well, actually, if you're following MLS and you live in Germany, you probably know who Greg Vanny is. But anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> for the casual fan, you know, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, Greg Vanny, and it doesn't really move the needle internationally, but you need a guy that's just that gets MLS. And I think Greg Vanny would be that guy. And I think Greg Vanny knows this league well enough that he could recruit in the league to really make the Galaxy have at least some semblance of a decent attacking, you know, core. I guess my only concern with um, having Vanny or, I don't know, depending, depending who, who we get, but, you know, you don't want the team to look, to look like any other team. You want, you, want to, you want the Galaxy to stand out and you want to see that, that they have an identity and that they're going somewhere. You know, I don't, I don't want them to be bringing in, like even, even when GBS is bringing in his guys, like I don't need Boca Juniors 2.0. Do you know what I mean? Like I... I need to see that that this is a you know about the galaxy and like where they're headed. And again, that might have to do with Klein being there um and certain decisions being made. But that's um that's what I that's what I want to see. And I and I I obviously like Vanny has a has a good uh resume and I I obviously would be excited to have him i don't think it's going to be cold enough here in la for you to see all his fancy scarves but uh, you know it's it's yeah, I mean, definitely something Ziggy, to watch Ziggy wore scarves when it was 80 degrees outside so if, if you know 
He can do it too. The, the, one thing I will, sure. the one thing I will say is to your point about identity, is it almost that we need a coach that's going to instill one? Because I can't really point to what the identity of the galaxy is right now. And it's been mm-hmm. that kind of way for the past like four years. And like, you know, that's the big thing is now we, you know, between Teclosa and whoever ends up, um, ends up in, in, in the role, you know, they're going to need to really instill some level of concrete identity. And I, and I hope that, you know, that's, that's, I think, you know, in terms of we're having all these conversations about oh, who should they bring in and who should they recruit and like, you know, oh, like, you know, all, all that stuff. But at, I, think the, I think the first conversation has to be who are we as a club? And like, where, what do we want to be as a club? That's got to yes. be the first conversation. Yes, because a lot of people could argue that Chicharito was like, you know, the other Mexican lead like Vela was for LAFC and that's and that's why I just want the galaxy to stop competing and and trying to keep up especially with that other team that I yeah I want to see them stand out and to see that yeah that they you know they want to set a new a new like raise the bar set a new standard instead of again chasing our own history and 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 like that so you know I'm stopping myself because we've we've talked enough about it um that i'm not going to harp all over it again but i think i think we can we can agree um you know it i i mean you know i mean are you again we, we sound like doom and gloom but i'm i'm barely cautiously optimistic at this point because i need to see we need to see what's going to happen I, I definitely will feel a little better it's kind of like when you have a headache and you take some Tylenol and so you're like, Hey, this is a decent coach, you know? <laughs> well, I think, I think for me, I'm going to, I'm reserving judgment until they hire a head coach. And, and mm-hmm. you know, if it's Vanny, then I'm going to be incredibly positive because I mean, if you, you look at what Vanny did in, you know, with GBS, GBS, if he had been given the reins of a good galaxy team, then I think we're talking about a different, a different story. But I mean, you know, you look at the team that GBS was given, it was horribly fractured and incredibly broken. Yeah. You look at, you look at GBS's successes in Argentina. I mean, he was given Lanús, who's a very good team, and he was given Boca Juniors, which is you know the team in Argentina or one of the two. I guess that's that's not fair to overplay. Um, Vanny was not given anything when he took over in Toronto. I mean, he was he was given a laughing stock side. I mean, I remember you know when Toronto joined the league. I mean, just the jokes people would make about Toronto, and they always were true. And then he turned them into an MLS Cup winner and a permanent perennial MLS Cup contender that just seems to keep getting better every year. That has solidified its place as one of the top three teams in MLS. Like. You know, that's kind of what the Galaxy need right now. You know, they, they, they need a shot in the arm. And, and you look at Greg Vanny and, 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 you know, he's, he, he played here. You know, he, you know I, I believe he's either the second or third most appearances in the Galaxy jersey. Like, you know, he, he clearly has some level of affinity for the club. Like, you know, it, he's, it, it, this would make sense. But, you know, again, they've got to get it over the line. And again, it's the whole entire concept of the Galaxy being an international club, club, quote unquote, where they will look at, you know, coaches in other countries as potential, you know, candidates. So like, you know, they're, we're not over the line here yet, but everything I've read indicates to me that Vanny is, it, it, it's pretty much a done deal that, you know, they're just kind of out of office until after Christmas, which honestly, I don't blame them. I know, right? Been. Isn't I mean, that like everybody right now? <laughs> I'd like to not have to turn in this business organization's project because it's before Christmas, but you know what, you know, grad school stops for no one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I think it's just, they're probably out of office and, you know, 100 percent to all that you said um i of, of course we should reserve judgment until until everything comes comes through um i 
obviously, yes, Vanny, all all day, all the way. Um, is he gonna make us like? Are we gonna go from trash to to MLS Cup? I mean, possibly, but I'm I'm not even trying to think that high or that far. Again, we have to keep like I, I want to keep my uh, my Jets cool, you know. <laughs> well, 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 and also it's it's. I mean, if it happened in the first year, it'd be an absolute miracle. And I mean, it would also be the most MLS thing possible. Um, yeah, here for it, 100%. But I think, you know, I think if, if we're, we're looking to your two, three years down the road, then, you know, yeah, a couple of smart roster moves here and there and the, and the Galaxy could be competitive again. You know, that's, I, I don't, I think if you're a Galaxy fan and they announce a new head coach, regardless of who it is, and you're expecting to be competitive in the first year, you're delusional. Um Yes, that's yes. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to get at. It's like, look, you you, you got to buckle in and be and be ready for uh, as a long term. Yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's going to take some time. But I, yeah. and I think, but I think if if they if they give a head coach that time, then it can be successful. I, I do think they've been a little trigger happy and not giving coaches enough time to to really build out what they need. Um, and that's kind of been yes. hi, why I've been highly critical of this team, um, over the since you know 2000 even 2016. Um. But yeah, you know, I think if they get this higher right and they can really reform this team, you know, defensively and in the forward core, then you know, they'll 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 be you know they'll be competitive in terms of making the playoffs. I don't know if necessarily we're talking almost cup contenders, but you know, two three right. years, yeah. you know, if you two three years down the road, if this all gels pretty well, then you know maybe we're starting to talk about it again. But of course, you know, with the galaxy's standards, the fact that we're just saying, oh, you know, just making the playoffs, like yes, this is where it's come to. We let's all just accept this hi our name is ellie galaxy and we are in a rebuild <laughs> you know so I, I i mean it's exciting right and it gives us plenty of stuff to to talk about and speculate on so i i say hang hang in there <laughs> hang in there fans yeah definitely it's, it's this is going to be a this is this is this is definitely going to be a uh a, a rocky road for at least uh, the next year and a half or so. But I think, you know, again, I, I, I'm i I'm with you. I'm cautiously optimistic that if they can get this higher right and they can like kind cautiously, of... Cautiously, cautiously. Like, optimism for me is low. Yeah. <laughs> but again, you know, MLS, this is a league where, you know, you can a, a team can be bottom of the league one year and, 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 and MLS Cup final the next year. So we don't ever really know, you know? Yeah. Um, so come March, if a stadium is allowed in Los Angeles to be half full will you consider attending a match i mean it, it's hard to say considering you know like where the, the situation seems so fluid every single day um i mean i'd i'd like to say yes but again i i i, I it would depend on kind of where we were in the global um in the global kind of uh, context of things i i i i think it's 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 going to be it, it's, it, 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 I guess ask me closer to that date, right? You know. Oh no, hundred percent. No, I, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to put you on the spot either, but no, I mean because I've been thinking about this, and I've had some friends and fans saying that they that they would because it's outdoors, and if you can, you know, keep six feet apart when you're in the stands, like it wouldn't be that hard to do because we all did go to that first game in March. Um, back when we knew COVID was still a thing and everybody had hand sanitizer and just wasn't hugging each other <laughs> and like tapping elbows. Like I think, you know, and that, and that was when we were at capacity. So, you know, I'm a little more inclined to say yes, but it's still a no for me as of right now. Um, and until I see things getting better, 
with the club and you know the passion and the efforts coming back i'm not going to be signing up for season tickets right now yeah i was gonna say also do i want to go back to the stadium to watch whatever product we might put on the field in march like i don't know <laughs> Depends. Yeah, exactly you know exactly hmm. but maybe in the summertime when they have the second vaccine dosage and we've all had it <laughs> it's, you know so we'll 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 see i mean again you know the obvious is we'll have to see what kind of schedule mls comes up with for the 2021 um and and we'll see how we can critique our players and coach then but i don't if they do get vanny then i say keep him for two or three years not just for the rebuild but just because yeah you can't keep changing coaches and then expecting things to get better um it, it yeah it doesn't make any sense to me yeah I, it 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 because otherwise then just keep near yeah hopefully come come preseason day one we have some framework that is positive is is what I'll say would you say what would you say to our rivals who think that we don't deserve any i mean they're probably right cuz we'll probably waste it um, <laughs> i know i just wrote in my notes ah. oh god uh, no but you know like i mean but that's what i don't want to do i don't want to waste it i don't want to waste the opportunity in two or three years i mean greg benny's resume speaks for itself in terms of his time in toronto i mean he's he's a smart coach he's a pragmatic coach i think you know near the end of toronto he was just dealing with a bunch of players that were a little bit older and, and, and i think he's the, the the kind of the first departure off of that team as they kind of reset the cycle because i mean you know i love michael bradley to death but it was really hard hard this year to watch him because it was clear that he, his legs just aren't there anymore because he's 35 like and, and Josie can never stay healthy so like you know I think there's going to be a lot of retooling in Toronto and he was probably going to be the first victim of it just because you know every now and then you have to shake up the, the, the jar in order to kind of keep things fresh um but I mean his resume speaks for himself and and he, he was a loyal servant to the galaxy I think you know this this is the perfect hire for the galaxy at this point in time to kind of especially if the galaxy you know keeping Chris Klein on and and, and Pete Bahannis and all the rest of them is kind of saying you know oh, we want former players to be the stewards of the club because they understand it, then I don't think, I think few get it as much as Greg Vanny gets it. And that's a good thing to have in the, it, it, just as an intangible, you know, like that's not something you can necessarily point to in terms of tactics. Um, yeah, I, I think Greg Vanny is the obvious hire. He's the smart hire. And as I said with the U.S. Women's National Team of Black Odinovsky, sometimes the, the, the easiest hire is the smartest hire. And it seems to me that Greg Vanny is the easiest hire. And and we were definitely all over it. We were like texting each other like little drool emojis, like yeah, Vanny, please, think please, can, yes, please, please, like light, light all the candles in the brujeria, like get it done, you know. <laughs> um, we will we will see. Yeah, we we will definitely see. Um, I, I know that we felt that way, kind of about GBS, right? Like there was uh, high hopes there too. But but I, you know, again, not trying to compare anybody to anybody. Let's just let's give them a chance. Yeah, that's all. That's all we can ask. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, like, follow, and subscribe, and we'll be coming at you as soon as we can. <laughs>